back to Dub's Edge, episode 14. Today we have another special episode with a special guest, Pastor Tim Shirley, as I'm looking at him awkwardly in his camera <laughs> angle. Um, I have We haven't added camera this time, so it's a whole new dynamic. But uh, I like it. It's different. Yeah, it's very, I like it. But I feel like I'm really close and personal now, because it's like really close to me. So... I look like the producer, even yeah. though I'm not. That's <laughs> all right. You can produce it. Well, yeah, and, it, and you know, even until we actually get the rest of the equipment, supposed to be in tomorrow or yeah. Sunday. Um, it, don't mind the Jerry yeah, microphone. Yeah, over don't here. don't mind Rose uh, hanging out there in the foreground in front of uh, Pastor Dim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call that particular camera, Rose. No pun intended for the reason it looks. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to this episode. Uh, it's marriage and family, and uh, and then uh, Pastor Tim, you're gonna be leading the way on this one. We're just kind of along for the ride this time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess so. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for, for having me back. Uh, it was a wonderful trip coming back from the jungle. Um, <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Yeah. No. Hey, no worries. Uh, I had a great time. Yeah, great time the last time. Um, the uh, if, if you haven't seen it, uh, our the jungle clip that you guys did was absolutely fantastic. Ah, uh, yeah. uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, that was that was wonderful. Um, but thank you for that. Thank you for for having me back. Um, th- these guys are absolutely wonderful. They they had asked and they said, "Hey, we want you to come back. We want you to have a, you know give us a topic and and, and start." And, and I was like, "Okay." And I've been thinking and thinking and thinking. And honestly, I have been on marriage and family for a long time. Uh, in my you know obviously my personal life, but also you know through through our church as well. And I was like, you know what, let, let's just go in and let's talk about marriage and family because it's, you know, it's important uh, because, you know, there really is, if you look right now in the world, there is an attack on the family and, and the way that God intended the family to be Mm -hmm. the way that God intended the family to act. And uh, so I think it's just important, you know, that we kind of, just yeah. talk about those things. Bring those things up. Absolutely, it's not talked about enough at all. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, it's it, definitely it's not an important thing at all um, yeah. within ministry, especially. Oh, I, oh believe and me, I, my plan is to touch on on get there in ministry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's even higher in in the pastorate. Oh, it's a higher percentage. Yeah, uh, yeah, than in the world. Yeah, yeah, which is very sad. Yeah. but it makes sense once you dive into why. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. But, um, uh, so before uh, before we you know kind of begin, if it's you know, um, I just want to let the the listeners know you know first and foremost, like I am not a a marriage counselor, uh, as I told my congregation when we started talking about marriage, like I'm not a counselor. Um, I call myself a marriage coach because I come at this from a few different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, one being uh, in a restored marriage, you know having a marriage that got to the point that we were about ready to divorce um, to where we are now. And God is actually using our marriage to strengthen and help other marriages. Um, So I I know what that story is like. And so I speak in, you know, because of that and coming through that, uh, but also because of having that happen in my own life and my own marriage, really diving into the Bible. Uh, looking at what you know God's design for the family really is uh, and right. and how we should you know have God in our marriages and have him leading our marriages so that's just kind of you know where where I'm coming from you know I, I have a very small background with psychology and all of that other fun stuff but 
And I am fully licensed. I know everything about. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, good man. No, I, hey, I'm glad there's no, one on here. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm I'm single, so I, I don't I can't speak on marriage, but I've seen the result of uh, what ministry can do to marriages. Um, yeah. Personally. Yeah. Um, and it definitely needs to be talked about. Yeah. Because absolutely, it, families get ripped apart all the time over it. Um, so. How we want to start this? Yeah. Well, uh, I had pulled, you know, a a scripture that I have, you know, just to kind of start for today. Uh, very simple uh, when it comes to marriage and what people usually think about. A lot of ministers will use it in weddings, uh, but Genesis two twenty four, uh, and it says that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I, I had thought and prayed and said, God, where, where can I go? You know, you think marriage and you think Romans 13, love is patient, love is kind. You know, attributes. And, you know, and, and, and that is, that's great. Um, but really the, the first point that I wanted to kind of bring up and, and talk about with this, you know, it, it said, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife. Um, if I had anything to really just kind of start and build this foundation on where I'd like to go, um, where I hope God is leading us today. Mm-hmm. If you're out there today and you're married, but you are lonely, then that's already a sign of, of a problem. Right. You know, we we are to be united with our wives. We are to be one flesh. And so, yes, there are things that we do separately. You know, and that's understandable. But like, if you're like, man, yeah, I'm married, but I never see my wife. I never talk to my wife. I'm so lonely that that, you know, requires you to want to do other things. Mm -hmm. That's that's already a a sign of of issues to come. You know, God wants us to be united and to to be together. Um, and, And I think what happens is society has done a really horrible job of preparing us for for marriage yeah i would totally agree i mean it's kind of the opposite the society's trying to prepare people not to be in marriage just yeah don't even worry about it who needs it yeah yeah right now it's it seems like okay marriage happy. is just a little piece of paper yeah right? they just society has totally brainwashed everyone as a whole yeah now that and that's today's society. Yeah. But but let right me now. let me just stop and, and ask for a moment because I don't know the answer yet. But but Ryan, when when you and Jess got married, did you feel like you were prepared and ready for marriage? Oh boy. Um well that was only twenty years ago this year. Uh well congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was that was a while ago. You know, back back then, uh, looking at my younger self, I would say things were in a massive state of chaos so we and not for us but just with things going around us yeah and we were constantly running on fumes even then um you know the the fun so being prepared for marriage uh, short of like back then i think that question would have been taken oh yeah we're ready for the wedding yeah we're preparing right right but no that that wasn't the least um our (laughs) our quote-unquote marriage counseling or is what they called it back then yeah was one session and that that particular pastor decided to tell us uh he tried to get into a, a, a whole spew about whether there should be wine or not at a wedding etc and, and, and all like the stuff so that like, i mean all the stuff that really doesn't matter all the stuff doesn't matter and yeah. and it just so basically religion was being pounded on us yeah um 
we didn't have the truth is we didn't have the ideal uh good start uh, right you know we were we, we we were sinners we were heathens i mean you know yeah. uh you know we were you know which is a, which is a good place to start yeah by the way. it doesn't matter but anyway yeah, yeah i mean we really really did not uh have the traditional uh, you know, okay, you two are going to date for a little while. Okay, yeah, be going to prepare. Go, you know, prepare to be able to go get your first apartment later after you're married. No, everything went, everything that could have went south back then went south. Yeah. Um, and, um, and it brought it, it drew us completely together where we were actually together, living together before we were married. Right. And um, you talk about religious bombardment. Uh, I mean, I was about to throw Christianity out the door back then. Yeah. Oh, and, I, imagine. I mean, it was it, from the people that said they love you were just ridiculing you. Yeah. So who who could prepare you for that? And 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 some and, and I said all that to circle to this uh, with that question. I was like, man, if it's this bad before we get married, what's it like after? What's yeah. next? Right. I mean, where, you know, where are we going? Yeah, where are we going with this? I mean, it, it was it was uh, pretty rough getting started and. Um, you know, I'd say the first first five years was still even more rough. I mean, that 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 uh, I guess statistic of marriage is not lasting more than five or seven years. You know, really was a reality back then. Yeah. Um, still, you is. know, you know, still is even more so now. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so two years now. I don't even know. What can you look can you really be prepared to be married for marriage? I mean, you know, and yeah. today, what's the <laughs> today? Problem is, what's the difference between marriage? And people living together now, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, well, and that's it, you know, the, the difference between it. marriage and dating yeah. is not, not what it used, you know, not no. what it used to be. There, there used to be things that was reserved solely for, for marriage. Yeah, um, right. And, and now here, let me, let me, let, Which, let me stop and just be honest for a moment. Right. I'm not here to condemn anybody. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's not what, what this, this topic is no. me meant to be about this podcast. It's more of not... an awareness. And yeah. What's your story? Yeah. The whole tagline to our podcast. Oh, yeah. I, exactly. Exactly. You can relate. But, you know, you look back and, and Jesus tells a story, you know, about a foolish man that built a house upon the sand. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, if you start any kind of a relationship, any kind of a business, you know, if you start anything and you're not on the right foundation, it's, it's bound to not last when, when storms come. And I can tell you that even, even coming from a background and, you know, being in the church, you know, when I was dating, when I was, when I had gotten married to my wife mm -hmm. still didn't really help a whole lot when, when the storms came. Cause you know, yeah. honestly, when we were young back then, we were just playing church in the church. That right. was, you it know, was, that was, was about it. Yeah. yeah. It was a game. It was, it, was a, it was almost like a political game at that point. Like, yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? We're like, yeah, we're doing the, we're doing the right thing. You know, we show up Dude, to church this, every this, Sunday this, and every Wednesday and you know, we're, we, we put on a good face yeah. and that was, you did your good deed. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. I came to go. church, I punched a time clock yeah. and then I went home. Yep. Yeah. I got a pat on the back. To now. Yeah. I'm, I'm on my way. My, keeping my position, keeping my, my yeah. upper in line. And that, that definitely, uh, was not the way didn't no. didn't 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 work out but yeah, yeah um society is just it's it's awful when it when it oh, comes yeah. to that you know they're like oh what who needs to you don't need to be married married you know what save yourself the trouble you know and as of 2022 uh it is 8.2 years is the average span for a marriage for a marriage and a 50 percent divorce rate 
Yes, I knew. So I got, knew fifty. I knew fifty percent was there. I, knew that. I didn't know. What yeah, the, what yeah. The it's span. flip a flip a coin. Whatever land. That, that's be. you know. That's pretty it's much where sad. where that's, you're at. That's literally. And, and the funny thing is, <clears throat> excuse me. The funny thing is, is if I'm not mistaken, that's national, right? That's yeah. that's fifty percent national. Correct. Now I'm almost willing to bet, uh, even though I'm not a betting man. If you would look it up, it's probably higher in the church. Probably the, the divorce rate is higher in the church. I'm um, yeah, so if, if you with you with your one wing can do what you can do, uh, but I would almost be because, um, and I didn't know you know if I was gonna jump into all of this that th that fast. Well, before you do, let, let's, yeah. let's, let's, yeah, roll, let's roll back a couple steps here because I mean I know we're all excited about getting into the meat of it all, but let's let's roll back. This is kind of you asked about like being prepared. What what takes a person? And I'm asking this rhetorically, obviously, because yeah. well, what what takes a person from being, okay, I'm ready to get married. I get married. We're past we're past the honeymoon phase. You know, now now we're in now we're into life. Yeah. You know, we got our jobs. Maybe yeah. you know, we got maybe we got a kid on the way, possibly or right. not. Right. Um. You know. You know. So you know. You know, and then from that, something happens. Something trips at that point to where suddenly, man, everything we worked wanted to so much suddenly starts fading. Yeah. So what 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 draws a person to that point to where it fades? So again, if I can go back to just just for a moment, the society does a really bad job of preparing us for marriage, right? What's what's the one thing that society has taught us? What's the one story that you get told over and over again in fairy tales and in movies is that you know, one day, little princess, Prince Charming is going to come and sweep you off your feet, and you're going to find the one. The perfect person. The perfect person. You're 100% match. Right. They won't irritate you at all. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, lies. My, my wife lies. lies. <laughs> uh, my wife and I were just watching a show the, the other day that was like, hey, we will match you, you know, 100% to, to your soulmate. And, and, and this company claimed that they had 100% success rate uh, until the main character came along and was like, yeah, let's do it. And they're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, oh, wow. anyhow, <laughs> um, that's that's besides the point. But. We're always after the the one, uh, even if we're not trying to find the one that's perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just trying to find the one that makes us feel good, the one that we can be around, the one that we can laugh with, the one that we can be ourselves with. Right, uh, and 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 that's what we want out of life. But realistically, the one that we have to find is Jesus Christ. Um, that you know, I'm not trying to be like hyper religious here, but let let me tell you, from that point of view, and being in a in a you know failed marriage to that point, mm -hmm. until it got better, it, it was Jesus, and, and that's the only thing that's there. And so, realistically, you know, he has to be the one, and it's our spouse that becomes our two. You know that that's really where where it has to start. So as easy as it is to say it's got to be Jesus, I'm gonna play the antagonist for yeah. a second. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna just theorize. I'm three years into marriage, right? And it's not what I thought it would be. Uh, you know, it's I mean maybe maybe there's a lot of negativity in the house. Maybe mm -hmm. there's um, maybe there's other temptations that are that are drawn drawing attention away either from either spouse or both. Um, you know, et cetera. Again, things just aren't going the way that it was originally yeah. thought. We got yeah. the we got the early roots of you know the, of the problems. Problems yeah. beginning. 
um, what if someone walked up to me again playing the antagonist there, not mm-hmm. not me saying this personally, mm-hmm. but walked to me and said, "Oh, we need to put Jesus in the center." To me, I'm like, "Okay, that's nice, but yeah, what, what's, what the, does that, what's what does, the application? What does that mean? Does, yeah, does that mean? absolutely. No, you're yeah. you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. You can't just spew um, words off. I mean, and I wasn't, you know, no, I wasn't no, no. done yet, but yeah. no, 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 it's, it's okay. I just want to yeah. throw it in there. So Ryan's just being Ryan. I know he is, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love when Ryan's Ryan. He's like, "Let me play." He says antagonist here, but he always calls it devil's advocate when we're outside of here. So that's okay. He does that really well. Uh, But honestly, um, if we're going to put it in, in the, the, you know, I don't want to say worldly sense, you know, but it is a worldly sense. That's the whole point of the point of the gospel. But, but here's the deal. It it boils down to communication. Oh yeah. Let's just. Just in the relationships I've been in, I'm single now, but I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, it's communication. Yeah. That's the biggest so, issue. That that is a hundred percent. If I if I roll back the clock and, and I just use my life, my marriage as you know, as the story here, yeah. it was communication. Right. It was failed communication that almost led to a failed marriage. I could guarantee you, I could take almost any couple and sit down and if we truly take the time and they're being honest. Now that's that's the key. You gotta have a couple that's willing to be honest first. Yeah. And want to work on it, but to be it's honest, probably going to be communication. Probably going to be that that I they don't talk. Safe bet. And very safe and bet. so that's where that kind of leads me back into what I was talking about. Knowing, you know, if I say, "Hey, we're going to put Jesus in the center of this thing," because believe me, you can be a Christian couple, and God can be the center of your lives, but God's still not the center of your marriage. Right. Okay. I, I've seen it. You know, and that that can happen. Um, well, that can in turn make you grow apart. Oh, absolutely. Oh, the opposite effect. And we can, and again, we can get there here very, very quickly. Stay but, tuned. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, just trying to to stick to there. So again, yeah, it, communication. You know, if you're yeah. having issues, you got to talk to your wife. You got to talk to your husband. Talk to your spouse. Say, I don't like where we are. Right. People don't like conflict. Yep. We, we've talked about it. Life is all about, hey, what do what makes you happy? Lies. That's it's not it's not about what makes you happy. Sometimes you got to do things that don't make you happy. Sometimes you got to get into the dirt, down to the nitty gritty, and say, look, I'm going to compromise because this is important. But ironically, in the long run, it does make you happy. Oh, absolutely. That's what people don't realize. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you have to sacrifice. Yeah. to have happiness. Yeah, because. Sometimes we don't know what the mountaintop really feels like until we've gone through the valley. Sometimes you don't really know what happiness is until you go through that. Yeah. You have a, yeah. people have a warped perception of what happiness is. Yeah. And so people, you know, people look at, look at me now, look at my wife and I now and go, oh yeah, they've got a, they've got a beautiful marriage and two great kids and they've just been happy their whole lives and everything, you know? Yeah. You know, he's a pastor. She's the pastor's wife. They've got to be everything is perfect well it's it's first of all now it's still far from perfect because the way that it worked out for us is that we were two imperfect people right that just said you know what we both need jesus we need jesus to lead this thing uh and that's what was able to you know regrow our marriage and get us to the point where yes we can become pastor and pastor's wife right you you know what i'm saying uh but it took a lot of really dark times first 
and, and because we went through those, we're now able to coach and talk to younger couples, new couples that are getting married, whatever that may be. Um, you know, just couples that are have been married for a while and they're just going through issues and they're saying, hey, can you talk with us? Can you try to help us? Uh, but we're able to do that now from that point of view, from that side of, yeah, you know, we've been there. We know what a failed marriage looks like, uh, but we also know, you know, that God is a God of restoration and he can put this thing back together in, in a heartbeat if, if you allow it. Right. So hopefully that answered oh, yeah. no, some of that question. Sure. Yeah, like I said, it was kind of a rhetorical question, but thought it'd be good to bring it out because, I mean, it, it, there's... Yeah, because it's about the application. Yeah. yeah. It, it's least... just like the Sunday sermon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. right. People want to know, like, yeah, that you, you preach good, you sound good, you make sense, but how do I apply it to my exactly. life? Yeah. You know what, what, is it, what does it actually mean? What does it actually mean? Yeah. yeah. How's that yeah. work in the real world kind right. of scenario? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And that's and that's really what it's about is it is getting into the real world. How do I take the Bible and relate it to right. to my marriage? How does it make my I mean, marriage better? It truly just starts with both both parties have to be willing to work on it. And if you don't yeah. have that, then nothing's going to work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember in my early days, um, my wife wasn't nearly, there. there's, we try to try to bring this into words, but she was she was too dependent on everything <laughs> else that that didn't bring any solidity to the marriage. Uh, and if she was here, she would actually testify to this. Right. Um, so I know I'm not speaking on terms on this, or she can, you know, she can say something later after she listens yeah. to it. Yeah, she can tell you about it um, later. Oh yeah, but um, like every good wife will, right? And but you know, uh, you know, she was she used to be very uh, dependent on everything outside of the marriage in the early days. And my upbringing was a little bit different, where you know, I was like, no, we need to work together as a team. And but that 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 recognition early on, yeah. both of us realizing, hey, I want to help you, help you, and you want to help me um really brought things in the focus yeah. uh, as the years went by and you know that, that's the other thing i think needs to be added in is none of this is an overnight sprinkle of fairy dust on it and it works no yeah. not at all yeah well and and you well you, marriage is not easy either it's not yeah. but you kind of set it there yeah. you know when you helped each other yeah you know that that's why when when god created woman and he said hey adam this is your helpmate this is somebody to help you yeah. in in your adventures right you know God created the world, everything in it, in six days. And, and he looked back and he said, yeah, this is good. Each day he went through and said, this is good. What I've created is good. After he creates man, he looks down and he says, you know what? It's not good that man should be alone. Oh, okay. So maybe in God's grand design, it's not good for us to be alone. That's why we need a helpmate. That's why we are to leave That's our parents. There's a natural desire in there. Yeah, exactly. Right. We leave our parents and we help our spouse, you know, through this thing. That's kind of why I talked about, you know, if you feel lonely in your marriage, that's already a sign that Red there's, flag. yeah, that there's issues going on. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was just, this literally just kind of dropped in my mind as we were sitting here talking. Um, think about Jesus when he was in the wilderness. Um, what Satan tempted him with, you know, first, first hit him in, you know, in the bread. In other words, yeah. his daily need for survival. Yeah. Well, you haven't eaten in 40 days. Yeah, you haven't eaten in 40 it days, yeah. You, know. you know, so, you know, what you are not consuming, basically, you know, between the marriage, what, what feeds the marriage. Yeah. You know, just 
just go over here and get this, make this. He's, yeah. he's trying to get him to substitute something right, right. there. Right. Um, you know, and then, and that, so there's, so how easy are we to be drawn away by substitutions, uh, than what we were originally, you know, came in a covenant with, with our spouses. Oh, absolutely. You know, and then, and then, then you, then you have him where he tries to, um, tries to, if you will, almost financially with, you know, I'll give you all these kingdoms mm -hmm. if you just worship me. So in other words, trying to draw you away from, again, away from the core of God, mm -hmm. You know, the, the if you will, the nuclear center for a cheap for a cheap uh, replica. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then you know, uh, you know, brand. and finally it's like you know, then well, you know what, you're gonna be okay. Just do this one. Just jump off. You know, do this one. Kind of do this one your own scenario. Yeah. You know, so again, all those all those things, and I brought Jesus up because you know you think about him with you know the, his bride being the church. Yeah. You know, you know, and maybe we'll get into that later too, but you know. The whole bride issue of you know, how the church, I, I can only imagine if our family if our family core is really messed up, then how can the body of Christ be any better? Is yeah, what I'm getting at absolutely. Right? They're one and the same. Yeah. So, you know, just just kind of kind of bringing out those parallels there. You know, just kind of like again, how how does you know how does how somebody correlate? You know, and then, of course, you know, Jesus kind of went through something very similar in that way, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think in sort of, <clears throat> sort of where you're, what you're talking about there, you know, people, and, and I think the church world, you know, get it mixed up all the time. I'll say it. Pastors get it mixed up all the time where they're like, oh, the church, the church, the church. I got to take care of this. I got to do that. You know, yeah, we're, we're busy. We have things that we have to do. Yeah. But let me tell you, if, if, if you're not taking care of your family, then what good are you as, as a pastor? Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like, totally. if it's not, you know, I mean, the, the, the order, I'll tell you right now, the order of my life goes God family and then church right okay and that, that's how it should be yeah, yeah yeah i mean you know granted i know sometimes you guys do podcasts at different times and all of this kind of stuff and you know I, i'm fitting this in and then i'm going to go to my son's baseball game mm -hmm. depending on the weather but again valid yes god family and then church it, 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 what good am i going to do if I'm grooming the flock yeah. and I'm and I'm preparing and I'm talking to you guys about marriage and family and this is what the Bible says and this is how God wants you to, you know, be in your family, but yet back home my kids are starving for my attention. My wife is like, I haven't seen you in in, in a month of Sundays because you're always busy at the church. Exactly. You kind what of almost, did that do? Yeah, kind of almost sounds like prosperity them. preaching almost. I mean, in, it, well, in a way. way. Yeah. Step forward, it sounds like an idolization. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, believe me. Yeah. If I idolize, if I idolize my position or if I start to idolize the, my people then that above my family, above, above God. God. Yeah, exactly. Then you then, totally abolish the whole reason. Why yeah. Well, well, why am I, you know, again, why am I feeding and flourishing one group and yet starving you're starving somebody else? You're turning your back you know, to, to, to what, whom God, I have to minister to my family first right? before I can be ready to, you know what I'm saying? To minister to anybody else. Mm -hmm. I got to make sure that everything's good at home before I dare sit down 
and have this kind of a conversation, you know, Confidently with God. Yeah, confidently. How you fix it, but I'm not going to fix it myself. But I right, to yeah, me. you know, that I happens mean, a lot out there in the church world. By the way. Oh, a lot. a lot. You know, I can't tell you how many times I'll be, you know, because again, and again, this is just personal choice that yeah. my kids are homeschooled. Mm -hmm. But I can't tell you how many times I'll be working on either sermon preparation or, you know, a future message or something like that. And one of my kids are like, hey, daddy, can we, you know, can we play cards? You know, can we play a board game? Sure. Laptop gets closed. I go and I, you know, and I hang out. Right. That, that's why, again, I think if, if I remember correctly, we talked about it when I was here last. Like my personal, you know, for, for me, I get Challenges. up early. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I you make time to. for myself before the family gets up. That way I can close that laptop. I know that I've already prepared. I know right. that I've set time aside, you know, with God and for the church. But now, hey, my baby wants to, to play a board game. Guess what? We're going to break out Monopoly and we're going to play a board game, even though, you know, I probably could have taken some more time to finish, even though I could have. But you've already set aside. Time. Yeah, but I've already set that side of time. Now I'm just trying to make extra time. But if they right. want, you know, if they want to hang out. Yeah, sure. You know what? If my wife wants to go out on a date night, guess what? I'm going to turn my phone off, or if it's not off, I'm not going to pay attention to text or messages or phone calls that I might get at that time. Chaos of life. Yeah. They they can leave me a message, and I'll call them back either on my way home or after after I'm done, you know, courting and dating with my wife. Right. So, so you're, you're insinuating uh, having discipline, too, in a marriage here. Self-control. Yeah. yeah. So Self-control. I mean, all of that. Like... Forget, forget, you know, the ministry side for a moment, you know, is it really a date? Is it really anything meaningful if you go out with your spouse to dinner, but both of you are sitting there on your phones and you're just not even paying attention to each other anymore? Right. Like what, what, what good does that do? Nothing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, yeah, I want to know, you know, Hey hon, how was, how was your week? You know, what, what happened at, what happened at work? You know, tell right. me about it. You know, de-stress communication. Yeah. yeah. Talk about it. <laughs> communication. Hey, have I done anything that upset you this week? Probably, like, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, now that you think about it, Thursday night, you forgot to take out the trash. Oh, oh. you're right, honey. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, but again, we're talking about it. Right. You know, communication. and those conversations help a lot when, when it's over a nicer dinner. Even if it's not nicer, just whatever. Being date night at home, you know, it, it, it's about spending that time, having that those opportunities to exactly communicate. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You, you yeah. got to have that time. Mm -hmm. If you don't see each other, then it's like, what's the point of being married? Okay, having a relationship. What's the point of? Yeah. Life? Now, granted, I get that there's all kinds of different relationships out there. Right. You know. You have the working class, the but working couples. You can always agree, though, that yeah. it's gonna it's gonna starve a marriage. Yeah. If there's but then you you know, and then there's there's times where you're like, hey, we're gonna set this at least this night, you right. know, even if we're not face to face, we're gonna set this night and we're gonna call and we're gonna talk right. and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna put time into this relationship. In. That's why that's why I said earlier it comes back to they both have to be willing, you know. Husband and wife must have to be willing to work on their marriage if it's falling apart and not walk away. Yeah. Right. So we got we got we got discipline, we got time, we got communication, 
is there is there anything else that you're aware of that really can kind of dig into a marriage that uh that you know you should be able to look out for or just watch out for kind of thing yeah that's a that's the rest three heavy hitters right yeah there. i mean they're 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 pretty they're pretty big um i mean I almost want to think, and maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, because you know, ask my wife, I'm wrong a lot. But uh, <laughs> spoons, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of the things that are going to happen in life all sort of fall under the, those categories. Oh, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of the other temptations that that you might see, that you might fall for, they all come into play if no attention and time is given to a marriage. Right. Yeah. If, if, if there's no, if, 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 there's no if there's no communication, if there's no discipline, if there's no time, if I'm not putting those things into my marriage, but I'm using them for other things, that allows for anything to come in. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I guess the three things. Huh? Yeah. There you go. Works in threes. Yeah, it does work in threes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, again, relating this. Communication. Communication. R- relating this back to you know to our rela- our personal relationship you know with with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Those are the same, same three thing. things. Discipline. If I don't put in discipline, if I don't put in time, if I don't have communication with Him, then it's just going to be easy to fall into the things of life, the things of this world, and deal with right. You know, and not 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 know who to turn to or. Or oh, I'm only going to turn to you know I'm only going to turn to Jesus when things are bad. Right. You know, oh, the only time I want to turn to my wife is when I want something. Right. Like, what, kind of, what kind of relationship is that? Exactly. Not I mean, and, and you know, interesting enough that you know, discipline is not far from a derivative of being a disciple. Um, you can't be a disciple without discipline. Yeah. And you know, with that said, when Jesus says, "They said you'll know that you're my disciple. Yeah. That you love one by another. your love. Yeah. Yeah. Which is in other words, time with each other." You know, so I mean, you could very well say it's just a just a representation of how marriage is supposed to be. You know, it's just you know when you tell two people are married by just there should be almost an outward, yeah, you know, just outward no, simple outward noticing things like you know those two. I mean, it, it amazes me when I walk down the mall and every so often you'll see someone they're like in their eighties or something and they're still holding hands walking down the mall. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 the greatest thing you can see oh, because it's, it's absolutely bond. A simple bond. Yeah, simple yeah. bond. You the know. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, my wife and I kind of, kind of chuckle and make fun of it all the time when we're walking down the mall because we'll, we'll be holding hands, but then if we, if we watch our feet, we, we take the, we step with the same foot uh-huh. and we step in time, right? You know, what I'm saying? because yeah. again, you, you just develop that over, over time. Those, those little quirks traits. that you mm-hmm. traits and things that you get, you know, through, through your marriage because you become one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's an outward exactly. appearance showing that you become one. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of talking, you know, going back to what you said earlier, you know, with the church is the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, I yes, there is a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of deep things in the Bible that you can just dive into. But I think at its core, God said, you know what? I'm going to make this thing pretty simple. Here's a husband no and joke. here's yeah, here's a husband and here's a wife. This is what I want them to do. I want them to be one. I want them to work together in the way that I have ordered things. And then Jesus comes along, does what he does, changes the world, changes some of, you know, the theology that's going on, and God says, "Oh, by the way, the church that's going to come after him, I want that 
to represent and be the same as my original covenant of marriage that I set up with Adam and Eve. Yeah. I want the church to help Jesus just as much as Jesus is helping the church. And so we take that and then it trickles down from there. And so again, it comes down to the pastor going, Hey, this is how you need to treat the church. You need to help the church. You need to, to kind of lead them, get them ready just as you know jesus has helped the body right you know you got it and, and again then that trickles down and even into my it's personal family effect. yeah and all of that it's not and all based difficult three simple things yeah, yeah. so let me let me let me hit on, on the reason i'm gonna ask this question but as a pastor let's say you have uh congregation members that have that are either are going through divorce or have been divorced or just recently separated um, I, th- I personally think one of the worst things a pastor can do is favor one over the other. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But that I mean, that tends to happen. What would you, what advice would you give to pastors out there that are that are seeing this sort of thing happening in front of them, uh, like on you know, in their in their own congregation? How how would you how would you try to help those those people that are going through that, or you're starting to see the signs of it? You don't want to get barged yeah. into people's personal stuff either. But at the same time, you start seeing signs. How do yeah. you catch the flock, if you will, saying, hey, you guys okay over there? You know? Right. Well, for, I mean, again, first of all, you know, kind of you would, how do I help other pastors? Yeah. I think the first thing that you have to do is understand that that, that doesn't make you a failure. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm. We kind of talked about it earlier before we even started. You know, as a pastor, I can't live off of the, the praises uh, right. of, of our people. Right. And so I can't take what happens there as a personal failure. You know, if I look at it and go, oh, man, I married this couple. Now they're divorced. Oh, I'm a failure. You can't take that as, I, you as know, right. yourself. yeah, I can't I can't take that that personally because, you know, people still have a choice. Exactly. And, um, you know, regardless, even if you do everything right. I still think that there's no guarantees that that relationship is going to end up the way that, that, you know, it should be um, because it may be that one or both spouses have just decided that I'm not going to put in the time or the effort or the communication. And so that, that happens. So kind of like you said about not, you really can't favor one or the other, you know, I, I think and look at, you know, look through my congregation in a mental picture. I have all of that. You know what I'm saying? People that have been divorced, people that have been divorced and are now remarried, people that have been divorced and they're not remarried, people that are on the borderline of wanting to be divorced. And, you know, and you just look at that. And the only thing that I can do as, as a pastor is preach the gospel, preach the truth, you know, have a marriage counseling. Yeah, ha, you know, have so, have have mar- Yeah, have series, you know. That's the word looking for. Yeah, the series, and so it's it's one of those things like you know, okay, if this is enough, and if there's things that that people are going through, then yes, present it from from the pulpit. Exactly. You know, we can't be afraid of it. No. You know, now yes, are you going to have those questions of well, you you know, or, or the accusations rather of well, you knew what I was going through in my marriage, so how dare you preach that? Like, well, if the shoe fits, exactly. Uh, you and know, if we, if I didn't have you in common, yeah, or in mind, went off of just 
that or being worried about the congregation and how they respond, then there's never going to be conviction or change because everybody will always be comfortable where they're at. Yeah. yeah. Nobody will ever change. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've had people that come up to me after a service and they're like, man, my toes hurt. Yeah. Can you like imagine how good. I felt when Jesus was, was preaching? And, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, I mean, that's why the Pharisees were so up in arms all oh, the yeah, time. They're, they're so, like, I don't like the way he makes me feel. Yeah. He's not making me feel happy today, so I'm going to throw a hissy fit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it irked them to no end. Yeah. It was conviction. Yeah. They didn't know what that was like. Or we just try. Or just try to plot to kill him. Well, they're like, I mean, oh, I yeah. feel conviction. Yeah. We should murder him. We should yeah. murder him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great please, idea. Please, let's not let's strike that from this podcast. I don't need like <laughs> torches and pitchforks coming into the church. All of us, nobody getting ideas. <laughs> right, right. Pastors preaching conviction. I can't handle this. Ah, no. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah. that, that, but again, if it breaks down, you know, let let me let me put it this way: if people in the congregation feel conviction, then the way it should work. And I'm going to say should. Yeah. The way it works in my case, and I say this humbly, but I feel conviction while writing that message, while giving that message. There's been something, you know, people are like, man, that was a good word. And I'm like, well, thank you. You know, God be the glory. He gave it to me. But I had to preach that to myself all week before I came up here and I preached it to you. Because it was a personal. Because it's, it's personal. Yeah. You know, where I use a lot of personal things in, in my messages. Right. You know, and sometimes that may be good. That may be bad. Sometimes the wife hears about it because she helps in kids' church, so she's not in the services all the time. Yeah. But so-and-so is like, oh, did you hear what your husband had to say in service today about this? And it's like. you in trouble. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, again, these are things that we've been through and it's like hey you know communication yeah that's why i have a shirt that says pastor warning anything you say or do can be used in a sermon because it's (laughs) it's true that's you know anything that's done or said around me can be used it can it might be used might keep your name nothing's off limits yeah i might it might not be you know when it's my family i'll tell the names but like uh, you know yeah could be right Uh, you know i I got i got to think of these years also there's these times where i think that um I think sometimes the reason I ask that question is is kind of see the reaction of how much does a pastor take on as his own burden. And I think what happens a lot of times in, in ministry with pastors is they feel like they have to carry the weight of the whole thing and whatever's going on with their flock. And one, I think one of the greatest missing elements within churches today is the, um, I, I'm going to use the word training loosely because, uh, I mean, it's not really something you can train per se, but just getting people to realize that, look, everyone needs to help exhort one another. Yeah. Um, everyone needs to help carry each other's burdens. It's right. not just yeah. the pastor. And sometimes I wonder how much of that results in the burnout of pastors. And, and here's where I'm going to introduce what we started to go towards in the very beginning. The burnout of pastors where they started finding other ways to bring joy and happiness back in their lives because everything they deal with reminds them of the burnout a burden, yeah. if you will, which lead, may lead to divorce, possibly. Well, oh, yeah. and, and that's where the congregation kind of comes into play here, because too many people, I would, I would dare say, the vast majority of the church world depends on the pastor to be their leading salvation without even realizing it. Yeah, like, the pastor can become the idol because they're 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 desiring to get all this information out of the pastor, and they come every Sunday, you know, whether it be religiously or not. Yeah, they're looking for something from the pastor. 
They just don't realize all the, it. All the eggs in one basket it, scenario. It, it, they're pulling, they're drawing everything out of their pastor instead of being responsible for themselves. Let me for the rest of the week. Let me drop a, a a truth bomb here for just a moment. Uh, I can't actually drop the microphone, which is which is good. But <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> but pastors, okay. Uh -huh. If there's pastors that are listening, I'm going to say it directly to you, pastor. You, I, we are not God. Correct. Okay. Uh -huh. Th that that may be a, a, a truth bomb to some pastors out there. We're not God. Wake up. I'm not. I'm not the end all be all. No. Believe it or not, there are some things that I don't know. There are some things really? that I, yes, really. There are still some things that I'm learning at at the ripe old age of I'm not going to tell you, but <laughs> there are still things that I'm learning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, especially about being a pastor, being that this is my oh, first I, pastor. I could only imagine. That was a good song. But I'm not God. Right. And and nobody, nobody should be at church for me. Exactly. But there is an expectation that comes with a lot of people with that there there is and and now again i will give each person the appropriate amount of time yeah that is needed and that's, that's where you have to learn a discipline and balance right and you right. do make it very well known personally right. as i you know attend but i certainly can see where where you were coming from and where that question you know was leading to to the burnout <clears throat> yeah. yeah back to the burnout and, and you you can get there very quickly if uh -huh. you do not keep in mind God, it's the balance. Family, church, right? Because I, I think I think what I'm getting at is is if your love is so focused, hyper focused on something, and it's not is when I say hyper focused, I mean like for example, you're saying God, family, church. And so if you don't, if your love is not in God, yeah, and as strange as it sounds, you may, but I love God, I love God, but meanwhile, you got so much focus on on everything else. What well, your congregation's doing for you? Let me, I, you know, I don't know yeah. where we are in time, and I don't want to keep us going over, but um, let me let me give just a, a personal, a, a very personal story. Forty five minutes. Cool. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, a very a very personal story that just happened yesterday. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Believe it or not. Here we go. Again, anything said or done can be used in, in a message, right? <laughs> right. Even podcasts. Uh, even podcasts. So our our church is preparing for this weekend. We're doing baptisms. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know we're going with this now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Right? <laughs> so, okay. Again, time. Mm -hmm. Okay. I procra procrastinated a little bit this week. That was on me. Honesty. So yesterday, I started to take care of and clean the baptism. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, I've been at, at my church now for about three years, almost three years, uh, which we have not done any baptisms up until this point because now we finally have new congregation members, new converts, all of this stuff you know, that God is doing that's just absolutely great. So I needed to clean it because, heck, things get dirty when they yeah. sit around. So I'm scrubbing this thing, and I go to turn the water on, and all of a sudden we got green water. And I'm like, what in That'd be the, a funny photo to post in there. What in the what in the world? Yeah, I've got photos and we can post we can photo right up on the screen. We can add that later on if we need to. <laughs> um but I'm talking like swampy green green water. Um, Jordan River. Jordan to the point that matter of fact, I actually messaged Ryan and I said, Hey, maybe we should get some stones and sticks and <laughs> we'll have the outside but inside. Authentic. Yeah, right? But inside 
I I was I was freaking out. So again, we're adding we're coming back to, you know, what we're talking about with burnout and expectations and all right. that kind of stuff cuz yeah, the expectation right. is is pastor needs to have this perfect this beautiful baptismal service this weekend that's going to mm-hmm. change lives and be, you know, really impactful. Um and meanwhile, now I have green nasty water. <laughs> okay? So uh, literally, uh, I was sitting there last night with, with my feet in the water, just praying, going, okay, God, I I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to handle this. Um, but I need you to do something. I need you to help me figure this out. I need you to, to ground me in this. And, you know, and again, that thought came to me right away that, Hey, baptism isn't everything. I went, Oh, okay. Yeah, God, you're, you're, you're right. You know, and at about that time, my wife texts me, Hey, how's things going? (laughs) Well, honey, guess what? (laughs) You know? And so again, it comes back to how, how are we grounded? You know, where, where are we grounded in? Things can fall apart. You know, things can fall apart. Not go your way. Really, really quickly. Things might not go your way. Let's, let's. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Let, let's just. See, you know, put down there, see example, the jungle, right? You know, things don't wow. always go the way that you plan in <laughs> a service and you just have to roll with it. You do, you know, and again, things don't always go right in people's lives. And the truth is probably most of the time they're not going to go right. They're, they're not the honest truth. And so here's the thing. I could have chose to sat in my misery Mm-hmm. And the weight defeat. of the of defeat and the expectation of having to have everything perfect, or I could brush myself off and go, okay, we'll figure it out one way or another, exactly. and still go home, still have dinner with my wife, still come here today and 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 take time to do this, and and Thanks. still know that okay, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Yep. Exactly. You know. And that's the way it is. There, there is all of these expectations, but sometimes we just have to let the water roll off of our backs and go, all right, you know, yeah, God, you blessed me and put me in this position. So now I need you to kind of help me out and do your thing because I'm at the end of my rope. I'm, I, you know, the last thing I can do is right here. And God, now it's up to you. Like I've done everything I could do. So now it's your turn. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. But we have to do that. We have to be willing as pastors, as husbands, to say, you know what? I I can't control this right now. But you figure it out. You know, honey, I know it was date night, but yet I can't control that the boss has called me into overtime this week. Oh, you know, that's disappointing, but you know what? We'll we'll make it. We'll make up next week. Whatever that, whatever that is. And, and it's harder when it's the ministry, you know, yes, things do come up, you know, you get phone calls at three o'clock in the morning, but yeah, but so let me ask, let me ask this from an outside point of view too. And I'll I'll say it this way, devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, It sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. Devil's advocate. It does. I like it. You like that? It's more natural for you. Yeah. It's your personality. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love I love you by the way, brother. Truth, You're truth, awesome. Truth, truth exposed. Sorry, <clears throat> I love you, Bishop. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Anyways, title, title. Yeah, here we go. So, so then, 
would you would I be would I be correct in saying that pastors should be careful that they're not married to two wives in the sense of one oh. one to the church and one to their wife? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, because you, I mean, what what kind of relationship is what kind of marriage would survive if it's an adulterous marriage? It doesn't. It doesn't. So, so let's uh, let's go down that path for a second. Yeah. Go ahead. How, how can how can a pastor uh, commit adultery with an inanimate object, for example, a, and, I, and when I say inanimate, I mean like yeah. the idea of a church organization. Yeah. Well, it becomes, you know, it, it it becomes a more of a spiritual thing. It becomes more of a heart issue. Again, like I said earlier, if I'm going to pay more attention to the flock and I'm going to put out and feed and give all of my time, my attention, my communication to them, mm-hmm. but my wife is at home starving. Right. My kids are at home starving for my attention. Well, what what good what good is that? How you know you can't not you a can't, good trade. No, right. and the re- you reason, can't do that. Right. The reason why I bring that up is because in in the in the secular world, it's not hard to talk about. Well, you put so much time in at uh, at your job, or yeah. maybe you're a volunteer elsewhere, you know, or you put more time anywhere else but home. Yeah. You know that 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 seems almost normal, but then. Um, in terms of like you know talking about a sector, but God forbid we get into the ministry world and suddenly you, the, the pastors you're you're expected. Look, you but be, you better be there when I call you, when I text you. You know you you know I'm I'm yeah I'm, you know I'm just right. you know there, there's there's such a such a wrong expectation from getting at um you know it's it's almost devilish in a way you know yeah. what, what what people may do to their there pastors still has to be a balance yeah. there is and I think that comes from the the pastor talking about it yeah yeah you know and and telling his congregation listen there's certain days that i'm on a date with my wife right or you know even if it's not a certain day you just say hey listen there's times that i might not have my phone on me or that it's going to be off or if i ignore you please leave me a voicemail and I'll get back to you because I am doing whatever X Y Z. Yeah, and that that sh- that should be okay. There should be no buck against that. Right. Yeah. And so you would, ho- you know, what I'm saying you would hope that people have, understand that. You would hope. Now there will be people who won't. Right. And, and again, you that's have to. How people are. And you have to Come deal on. with that. And again, but you it, can't yes, it those. adds to some of the burnout. But yeah. there has to be that expectation in 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 my marriage from my wife of. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to deal with this. Gonna you know, there's gonna people. be times that I'm gonna get called away from a right. meal, from family to go very and deal with serious, this. you know, like emergency or something. Yes, you know, there there's times that you know you may be hanging out and you get a, a simple text message, you know, hey, somebody was involved in an accident. Yeah. So you stop. That's pretty major. Yeah, it's major. You yeah. you call. You might yeah, not be well, able to call that person. Yeah. It could have been. You might not have been able to call that person, but you reach out to somebody that's close to that person, that somebody that knows, or the person that lets you know that so and so was in was in an accident. You, yeah, sure. You, so you know, you, you take that time. Yeah. You figure, you try to figure that that out. There still has to be that that expectation. You know, there's that, but at the same time, my primary focus, God, family, church, exactly. Yep. Uh, so, mixed up. To, to avoid some of that burnout, you know, again, you have to be rooted in that. You have to know. First of all, you have to know that you can't handle everything, that you're not God. 
Uh, and again, it's, it's creating those expectations to your congregation of saying, Hey, you know, I'm human just like you. So again, you know, you're preaching on marriages, you know, Hey, these are some of the times that I failed. These are some of my stories, but at the same time, you also talk about it. You know, when I suggest that you have a date night Mm -hmm. that you always, you know, take time to reconnect with your spouse, you let them know, Hey, that means that I do it too. So if there's a time that I don't get back with you right away, please don't get upset. But just, just, yeah, just know, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you have to follow through on what, what you they preach. would call walk the walk, walk the walk, okay. exactly. Yeah, you know, and this next thing I want to say, uh, be careful what I say because I want to say it kindly and with compassion. But I personally, in my lifetime, have seen also this where pastors have uh, prioritized their services over their spouse's health, uh, over, um. Not sure how to continue with this, yeah. but just in other words, in other words, well, they're still they're prioritizing the church over their family. Yeah, it's prioritizing yeah. the church yeah. over family you know, when there's really something going on that should be addressed that moment. I mean, to a point to where, look, look, I'm all about miracles. Believe me, I'm all oh, about all about Jesus. Absolutely, I'm all about God intervening. Yeah, but there, until He does, there, there's a natural course of things that, yeah. You know, maybe we still have to be smart about things. You should probably get that person to the hospital God, or yeah. get that person to to uh, you know, medical attention. Right. Yeah, God performs God's miracles about wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. right. Well, wisdom. and God performs yeah. miracles through doctors. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and exactly. It's and, not and just one outlet. I guess what yeah. I'm getting at is, is in my lifetime, I've seen that sort of thing happen where right. it's, it's disheartening. It is. It it um, is. I mean, and and there is a very fine line, like you said. It's it's wisdom. Um, again. Kind of like I tell my church, I have the microphone, so I guess it's okay to talk about me. Um, <laughs> I, I've seen, I've seen that same thing even, even in my life, and even yeah. with my wife. Yeah. You know, she's right. dealing with some, with some health issues, and so I have to be, you know, just like I would with any other congregation member. Are you okay with me sharing this in front of the congregation, right? You know, because there, there it's is level of respect, right? There's respect. There's personal boundaries and all of that kind of stuff. Anytime anybody exactly. says, "Hey, can would you pray with me?" or "Can you pray for this?" You know, I always ask, "Yeah, pastor, do you want? You know, can I talk about this in front of the congregation? Do you want other people to know? You know, so you, yeah. you got to go through all of that, sure. um, right? You know, and again, my marriage isn't perfect. I fail. I slip up, and so when I mention something during during a service that she wasn't quite ready for me to mention i i got the glares and i got the angry eyes and the following week as family members who were listening to our live stream heard and went well why haven't you told us what's going on you know with this and so when they would call or they would message then i'd get the i had to deal with this because you opened your mouth and you know but again mistakes were made but mistakes were made you have least communication there and it wasn't there nothing being held yeah i say that's still in communication well it is even when even yeah even if it hurts i had to do that but you know, again, there's there's also times that we have to realize that we as pastors, going back to what I said earlier, we're we're not God, right. no. and I have to open myself up to allow the church to pray for me, to pray for exactly. my wife. Yeah. We have to be open open for that. Well, that you know, that, that kind of falls into the not carrying all the burdens. Um, exactly. I, I, you know, I, I don't understand what it is. Listen, you as 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 a pastor, you definitely don't want to tell everybody your business open air. Right. Okay. That that's a that's definite. Terrible. Yeah. There's but, there's there's a 
but no, but a no, circle. but no pastor should ever be alone in their ministry. They should, they should always have a group of people they know they can call in confidence and say, yeah. "Hey, I need you to pray for this circumstance. Absolutely. I need you. To, I need, or I just need to talk to you about something." Yeah, you know, there, you know, there just should always be that. I remember going through youth ministry, feeling my wife and I, you know, together, feeling utterly alone because we didn't know who to talk to because everyone we couldn't talk to anyone else that was in ministry with the with us because they would probably turn against us for how we felt. Right. Um so right. we had no way to get things off the chest, which created yeah. a lot of internal um turmoil. 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 I mean yeah. there 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 was a point in time in our marriage, uh this since we're talking about this, there was a point in time in our marriage where church in general was causing a dividing yeah. wedge yeah to where we both says enough's enough we're walking away from the from the ministry from because of it we just we we just had to drop things yeah um you know there you know that that was a real deal and you know so that having that uh you know every 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 pastor every person in ministry whether it's lay ministry or you're a senior pastor or you're even a janitor it doesn't matter what you are in the ministry you should always have an outlet for Right. You know, and and let's just preface yeah. let's just preface something else too. Even just your everyday average Sunday morning church attender, that's a ministry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so just like you would have friends to try to reach out to, you know, the pastor should have somebody that, exactly. that you know, Nobody whether they're have, in the church, whether they're not, whether you know what I'm saying, whatever that is. Right. Now now where the discipline comes to mind though is is like say you're going through a marital issue. And you're trying to find somebody to talk to about it. Don't go find somebody who's going to agree with everything you say, because I mean, no, you want somebody that's going to be objective, challenge you, yeah, somewhat objective, yeah, but not against you, um, right? Yeah, challenge you is a good word. You know, are you sure you're really thinking this through? You well, know, yeah. you need somebody who's looking at the outside point of view to question you, right? Because yeah. you are very much so in the wrong. You as may, well as you may not always you may not see, yeah, that. you, you may not always agree thoughts. with what I have to say. Exactly, but that's okay. Yeah. But going to somebody that's gonna be like, oh man, I can't yeah. believe you're letting that person talk to you like that. That's just horrible. They're they're just adding fuel to the fire. It's right. like going yeah. versus exactly. versus bringing answers so to it's more the division. Problem. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and again, sort of another. I, I it just kind of popped in my mind. But it, uh, you know, with the avoiding burnout from from the pastors and carrying the load, you know, having people actually pray for you and being open and and it's okay. Mm-hmm. We have to have an outlet too. Absolutely. You know, you cannot isolate yourself. Right. Isolation is the number one destroyer. Yeah. Oh, believe me. You know, because again, there's, there's times that like, if I'm home all day alone, those those devils start to Uh start talking in your head. Uh And and just because you're a pastor doesn't mean that you're immune to that. No. You know, oh, hey, yeah, you're more susceptible. You know, hey, nobody's going to know if you, you know, turn your computer on and you start watching this. Nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to know that you're doing this. You're home by yourself. Nobody, and I'm like, what? You know, and you start thinking all of these things. Exactly. And it's just it's, like enough. You you still have to have a way to, you know, just like people that go to the gym to work out because they, they de-stress. Yeah. yeah. There needs you know, to be have a, a sport, workout. have a hobby, have an outlet doesn't necessarily always mean sticking with marriage and family that it's with your spouse. Right. You know, you have to have alone time so that you can also enjoy the time together. Well, There's right. things that you do. Which well, is also part you, of balance. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about that for a second because you know, on one hand you on one hand you want you know you want a spouse 
two spouses to be, you know, joined together hand hand. But there is a moment where they need their friend friend time. Their uh, yeah, their, oh, their, their, their 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 people time. You know, breakaway time. Yeah. Um. You know, because it's not healthy that it's not. It's definitely not healthy that two two people, uh, uh, uh you know, husband and wife. When you're only in a cave just together, together by yourself, you know, yeah. and not breaking away and. Well, it's it's the the need for community. Yeah, if you yeah. can't be independent on yourself in your marriage, then your marriage is going to be stronger, right? Because there has to be an independence on both sides. But then together, you're stronger. Yeah, yeah. So if you fully depend on one or the other, there's going to be an issue. Yeah, I mean, well, what I'm getting at is just that you got to have time to go and exactly. be with yeah. your friends, break away, you know, like de de-stressing. De de yeah, you know. So and, and I'll add. Appropriately, appropriately, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, no, knowing, right. knowing, yeah, good, knowing, yeah, knowing that you're a golfer, chances are that's one of your outlets. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, me particularly, I like video games. That's my. Yeah. That's part of my outlet. Yeah. You know, uh, Zay, he can't catch a fish to save his soul, but he. I enjoy fishing. But he loves, fishing. He loves fishing. fishing. Hey, that's why it's called fishing, not catching. Yeah. <laughs> so I got you. So yeah. I mean, so, but again. Hunting, not killing. Yeah, because exactly, it's, right? it's the process of. It's just yeah. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, so yeah. that, that, that's important too, you know, and you know, and that that can be relatable back to the church as well. You can't always be a hundred percent. Yeah, you're you're a pastor, but that's not your whole life. You know, you no. got you got other right. elements to your life too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you see, it's funny how you, you have you have you've had to have this experience. Especially whenever, whenever I'm, whenever I do work and I go to people's houses or to the businesses, I recognize them. I talk to them. I say, Mister, Missus, whoever, wow. you know, et cetera, or, or call them by their name. But then you take the, you take your logos off and you, you get in your normal clothes, or in your, in your case, you know, you, you're not up in your, your preacher attire, if you will, you know, whatever that looks like, you know, you know, or you know, your mind, you know, whatever the mindset. Yeah. You, you're not in front of a pulpit. You don't have that. Yeah. You don't have that look. But then you see you're at your local local store somewhere, and you're like. Oh hey, uh, yeah hey, you're here. People, people suddenly get a strange, you get that strange feeling of like, of a dis disconnect. Right. Um, yeah. Where, did you you come here too? Like, oh, you actually yeah, go to Walmart? Yeah. Listen, you're a person. Listen, yeah. It, well, you go to Walmart to get food. You mean manna doesn't just manifest in your kitchen right, as a pastor? Right. Well, what I'm getting at is, if you had that disconnect feeling, your chances are you're being way too isolated. Correct. Is yeah. what I'm getting at. Um, because right. if, you don't have that, yeah. if you're not the same person. At your local Walmart, as you are, like behind a pulpit, or as I am, oh, per right, se, right, right, doing it at the job the all the time. Then there's right. No, you know, now I got you. Yeah, okay. I was going, thinking the other way. It's okay. Yeah, because so, it's hilarious being a being a golfer and going out by yourself a lot, and then you get like three or four holes in, and yeah. the guys you met up with or got paired up with are like, "Oh, hey, what do you do?" Yeah. Oh, uh -huh. I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. You know, here in yeah. Smithsburg, and they're like, "I am so sorry." All, all of the cussing, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And I just look at it and I'm like, "Hey, man, it wasn't my name that you were yelling and screaming. You don't have to apologize to me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, Listen, look, yeah, not, I didn't control you. What me you were yelling? Yeah, at. that's definitely a different perspective there on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from. But yeah, but you were going for more of yeah, know, if, the same if there's person, the interaction. Yeah, you're, you're not changing yeah. your personality depending on where you're at. Yeah. Oh, we're at church today, so we can't. Do this inside the church. Don't you know? Like, yeah, like, like you leave like, the church suddenly. It's, it's, well, okay, okay. So I'll give you. I mean, I'll I'll give you a point point of view from that, which is something that I'm trying to work at in in my family. You know, if there's a joke or if there's a word 
that you can't say, hey, I don't want you to say that in church or, hey, I don't want you to say that around other people. But when we're at the house, it's, it's okay. Different. But I think the different the differentiating line there is that depends on how the person takes it and wants to spread it like wildfire. That's right. There, there's See, that. You know, I mean, I'll use, I'll use the most common and funniest, you know what I'm saying, yeah. thing that I can think of right but now. That's just not getting people offended, which is yeah. a whole other right. topic. You know, but again, you know, but so like. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Right. I right. Totally, yeah. So you have you have that where it's like, well, we don't act a certain way. You know, it's okay at home, but well, yet you don't here. Want to so say again, that it's in like, well, I'm later. not going to act this way. I'm going to act this way in church, but when I'm outside of the church, I'm completely different. Well, you right. can't you can't have you know what I'm saying you polar can't, opposites. Yeah, you can't have that. No, the the same. I should be the same person if I'm going and hanging out, listening to music on a Saturday right. night at a local venue that I am exactly, you know, cause you're going to, you're going to run into your people at, at your church. Right. Well, we, we had a previous podcast on the last one or one before it was about, recent about, uh, about having a, there, you see, you see a person that is a, uh, a musician singer on stage and, but then, and they're like, they're putting, they're putting on one front emotionalism. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 I do remember you talking about that. And then, and then, but all stage, this person is completely, you know, wow. It's a not so nice person. Not so nice. I've, right. I've witnessed that firsthand. Right. Many right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just putting on a face. So that would be the definition of you are acting but, one way to a congregation trying yeah, to lead people to Jesus. That's yeah, a hypocrite. hypocrite. But doesn't the same thing apply to marriage though? Because you can't can't put on the same front in front of everybody with like your spouse. Like, that, oh, oh our just, marriage is great. We're and just you go fantastic. Home and you don't, and you're sleeping in a bed and one's on a couch. And well, yes. And like well, because exactly. I mean, that's that's exactly where my wife and I, I were at one point. You know, what I'm right. saying we were we would go to church Sunday morning, and everything's great. You know what I'm saying? While we're at church, but then the whole way home, we're yelling, we're arguing, we're screaming. We're you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You know, and you can't, you, it's a, you can't, it's two separate you can't, lives. you can't do that. Yeah. It don't work. I think, I think the exposure, I think, I think if there was a highlight to pull out of this entire conversation, other than communication, that marriage isn't easy. It, marriage isn't easy, first off. <laughs> yeah, so, if you're, so, if you're, so if you're, so if you're contemplating marriage, yeah, call seek me. Help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seek help. Uh, call me. We'll we'll talk. No. Yeah. Um. It's a big deal. Only call him though when he has to, when he's got time for it. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not on a date with my wife, if I'm not <laughs> playing board games with the kids, if he's not playing golf. If I'm yeah. not playing golf, if I'm not doing stuff for the church, yeah, exactly. So don't call. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, um. Again, that's why I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. No, wow. I'm kidding. True. Anyways, but you know, I would, I would say that the biggest thing pull out of all this would be, uh, you know, other than communication, is just be real to everything and don't don't be put yourself. on a facade. You know, yeah, don't put a facade on. Don't pretend to be something you're not. Don't pretend. You know, it, you know, like I, I can speak for myself and my wife. She knows me for me. She knows what to expect from me. How how I react. How she reacts. She she knows if she if she did something that might be questionable. She knows. Oh boy, I've. God, uh, he's going to know. Yeah, about now this. I'm going to. Yeah. Not, not, not that there's going to be a yelling match or anything, but there's going to be disappointment. You know, it's valid. I've witnessed this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's going to be a disappointment. And, and and I'm in the same boat. You know, I mean, if I make something, it's like, you know, it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, you're going to hear something. Yeah. It's but like that again, communication. Communication. Right. And, and it's not always repairable. Sometimes you go, well, move on. You know, mm -hmm. oops. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, you know, I really think, I really think that's the biggest one. And, 
let, let's take this back to you were in Genesis where we started. Let's, let's go back to Genesis for a mm-hmm. second. Uh, was it not a slur of communication that deceived Eve to begin with? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and that's where. Um, yeah. I mean, was it not yeah. a? Was it not a? Was it not? Are you sure? Are you sure? God said. Did God that? really tell you that? You sure yeah. Did say that? that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'm um, perfect hearing, but you know, last I checked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, putting that in perspective, doubt isn't isn't communication the very first thing. Yeah, you in, in in war. That's the first thing to take out is communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can't talk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then that and that and then another big part of that inserts doubt into the marriage. That oh, this can't possibly work out. It's, yeah, it's greener on the other side, and doubt's the number one thing that caused the whole fall of mankind. Yeah, the, the, the same tactic has never changed. Yeah, nope. and, and the only changed. and the only way the only way not to doubt is if you know your other significant other really really, really well. well. Yeah, and that comes from ready time. Time. Time, communication, yeah, and, and just discipline, yeah, self self control, just discipline, yeah, discipline, setting time for another, yeah, hello, yeah, yeah. I mean, it all it all seems to tie up right there. I mean, if there's really anything to take out of all of this, I mean, that's pretty, yeah. And marriage is a sacred thing, so of course, it's the number one thing to destroy. So, but hey, yeah. one, one last thing, Let, let's retap on something here. We kind of we just kind of skip past. Uh, we were we were making light of it at the beginning. Well, you know, what's the difference between having a piece of paper that says we're married and um, not getting it at all. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? For those that are out there that have been, let's say, they're living together for the last five years, they have they have four kids, and and why does it matter now? Why does it matter? We get married. I mean, what, what would you say? What would you say to that? Because yeah, that, that happens a lot now. It so. it does. I mean, common. because because honestly, what it's doing is you you are making even though you're getting a piece of paper from the state. To me, it's more important because you are making a commitment and a covenant in front of God. Okay. So, so you, and that's that's what it boils down to. So yeah, there's a, that that's an ugly word for a lot of people. Commitment, you know. Oh yeah, oh, people are afraid I, of commitment. Well, yeah. Even though you're already doing it, if you have four kids, but hey, I'm not gonna. Right, <laughs> right. But again, it's 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 making it's, it's making that. that covenant, the commitment. It's Fear. making it. It's making it right, and it you know, making it right before God. Exactly. Doing the right thing. So, so, so I'm going to put this in a, maybe a more rudimentary way is it's like, I, I am promising to remain true to this one person. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For, with for better or for worse or for worse. There is no plan B. Yeah. Right. Backing out. No easy, no, no out. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's easy, not a bad thing. Yeah. Right. And no, people exactly. Should, people need to embrace that. Yeah. I mean. There, there were there were times over the last twenty years that things were definitely in, in question at times. And I think anybody who's been in marriage for any length of time, oh, will you're honestly gonna have say bumps. That. Yeah, you're going. You're, you're going to have bumps. You're going to take yeah. bumps. <laughs> and there were, and, and you know, and, and let, let's talk. Let's talk to the. Let's talk to the to the mm-hmm. male figure for the moment. The, the husband figure. There is a level of spiritual authority that needs to be, and this may be a continuation of another podcast, but let's just hit on it for a second. There's 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 a level of, of authority that we have in the spirit spiritual realm yeah. that needs to be exercised that is often no longer exercised, yeah. and that that is being that head of household of saying no, look, this is this is wrong. Right. We need we need to bring this into focus. That was one of the things that I communicated with with our church is you know that that the male needs to lead and you need to lead as a provider a protector and you lead as the pastor. Yeah. So what that means is is that you which provide three, huh? Which is also three. Another by the way. three. Just yeah. put that yeah. up there. Uh but you provide and you set the standard 
of, of giving, of financial living, you know, whether you decide if you're going to get into debt or not, you know, right. debt is not a good thing. Yeah. You have to have it for some things, and I understand that, but this right. massive amount of debt, that's not good. Um, so, and then you also say, you know, hey, I want to, we're going to give generously. Um, you have to be the protector. You have to tell your family, look, we're not going to do this. We're not going to go here. You know, as your kids start to grow up, honey, I love you. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to allow you to date somebody like that. Just that's, that's what it has to be. We have to, yeah, we have to protect them. And finally, like you said, the, the spiritual side of that is, you know, men, we lead as the pastors in our home. We have to set the spiritual tone. We have to say church is going to be important. We, you know, no, we're not going to get involved with this because this is not Christ-like. This is not biblical. During, during my bachelor night, um, we, we, we just got done with the dinner, um, and everybody was heading out, and now it's time for the, you know, the, the groom's, the groom's party. Yeah, the bachelor's party. Mm -hmm. The last and night of freedom. Now, mind you, I had, I had those that were 18, and had some under, under 21, but everybody was over 18 mm -hmm. at the time. I mean, I was young. I was only 21. And the first thing, they're like, oh, Let's, let's let's take you to a strip club. I'm like, you've never been to one. You need to go to one before you get married. I'm like, right, one one and, final hurrah. And yeah, one final hurrah. And I'm like, and I, and, I, and I, I'm standing there in this parking lot, and I still remember like yesterday. And I'm standing there looking at. It, I'm like, every one of you know who I am, what I represent, and what I stand for. Of course, that's why they want to take you to a strip there's, club. There is we are, and the answer is no. Yeah, the answer is it will be no. There's there's zero you could do to convince me. Right. What's the point in going? And, and I said, and then I, and, 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 you know, then I looked at him and said, there is only one woman that I'm going to see at the end of this. And I'm not going to have to pay her anything, but except my time. Well, okay. That's pretty I mean, expensive, but Hey, yeah, but, but yeah, but, but, but <laughs> it, 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 I don't have, I don't have to throw dollars at her. I mean, well, I mean, they're all standing there like, uh, and I said, Plus, that's funny. You're 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 willing to you're willing to take you you're also willing to. What's even sadder about your your? So what's even sad about this? Sadder about this? Not only are you trying to drag me into it, you're leaving the other half the party behind. You're forgetting about them. Well, that's mean. Yeah. Not that they should go to the strip club. No, but still like, but, right. it's, but it's still they they were they're being considered I, there. I get things like that all the time from yeah. the non-married friends. Yeah. Oh, you got to check with the wife. Oh, you gotta, you know, yeah. do yeah. this. All ball and chain. Yeah, yeah. and that I'm like, yeah, that that's okay, because you know what? There's there's certain benefits that go with having to check with the wife too that Not you stuck in all that, that you don't get. Well, that, that the, I do. The cost. The, the <laughs> yeah. cost. Yeah. Of, you know, the, the cost of that temporal, yeah. uh, sin, if you will. Way outweighs, you know, the cost just, is so it's it's all by debt. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine. Yeah, that, that imagine this reverse the story. You can imagine. Yep, before I married you the night before, I was uh, out fornicating. So you know, they, they do the same thing with women too. The women's bachelorette parties are wild. It's like, I mean, why? Like, why yeah. Why does somebody need a last who rob before they get married? Like, let's get it out of our system. Well, I thought you loved the individual. Why do you? I mean, it's so not married it's yet, so beyond so disrespect. You understand. Yeah, but it's disrespectful. I mean, it really is. Yeah, but the problem is, is that it. Uh, I'm only teasing. No, I know. He's partially teasing. He's. I, I nope. gotcha, Mandy. I'm just kidding. I gotcha. No, I but, mean, I, I get it. But but I mean, but at the same time, you have to live yourself. You but you, live yeah. What I'm getting at is is this that spiritual stand up is required. Yeah, exactly. And it's not easy. 
It's no. not easy. It's required though. And the moment you give a little bit that 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 old it's just an old you know saying, give an inch, miles taken. Take a mile, yeah. Take a mile. That's that's what happens. And and don't don't think that these little itty bitty things that you that you stand for what's right don't add up. Because when you don't it's one little crack, another little crack for you know the boat's sinking. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, well, uh, I think I was gonna say I, I don't know about you guys, but I think the last thing that that I'm I'm gonna really interject and say is listen, if you think that you have a problem with your marriage, call somebody. Call mm-hmm. call somebody that can help, not just somebody that's gonna agree with you. Don't call a family member. Yeah, Sorry. whether it's you know a counselor, whether it is a pastor, if you're associated with a local body, um, you know, but call somebody that can help at least mediate so that you can get that communication. Right, going and, and, and back it's not going to pick sides. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's very important detail. Yeah, back to don't call a family member. Do not call a family member. Do not pick somebody who's going to pick sides. Yeah, yeah. There's a time for that, but not at the beginning of trying no. to rect to reconcile. To reconcile. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, hey, thanks. Thanks for joining us yeah, again. Yeah, absolutely. Glad we didn't scare you away from last time. No, no, fun. I'm already looking forward to the next time. This is <laughs> fun. I like yeah. the the three camera look, but well, the two yeah. two so, camera look, but the three person, it's a three angle. We yeah, got again, we're going like all threes, all threes today. It's all yeah, it's all like about it. number three. I like yeah. it. Love but, it. Um, yeah, till uh, next episode. Was anything else anything you want to add? Other than, the, other than usual, like, subscribe, share, please. I mean, share. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would help right. out a lot. Where we are, are we we want it. We we did get loaded on the Rumble. Um, I'm like I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, bit shoot. Uh, is out there All now. The I mean, God bless you. Yeah, yep, yeah, bitch you. <laughs> yep. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, always looking for new topics. Uh, if anybody wants to contribute with an idea of any sort, you see something going on that you want to talk about, we, we, we'll consider it. Uh, info at dovesedge.com. Until next time. That's where you can email us, yeah. Until next yep. time. Yep. We'll be here. <laughs>